Greetings, everyone, and welcome back. Today is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. This is episode 8, and I really didn't think of a title for it because I wasn't really sure which um, item would be the most important. But basically, I wanted to talk about the way that this country is being projected so people will misunderstand it. Uh, and I think at the root of this is what we have right now are ragtag bunch of anarcho-communist Marxist liberals, Democrats, really, really crooked Democrats, really decent Democrats, and uh, everybody else. And everybody else wants to go about their business. They want to spend time with their families, spend time at work, making some money, secure their future. And you have those people with the, the Marxists that... Uh, insist that that cannot happen for whatever reason. But basically, uh, I think that the, the really important things, and this would be like the overarching strategy approach, is to debate only on things that they can't take away from us as Americans, typical don't tear it down, destroy it type of Americans, and then ignore everything else. Uh, because really, at the end of the day, arguing is really the only thing liberals seem to be good at they're not good at being right they're not good at having good ideas or morals uh, and I have a theory that they deliberately get behind things that all things amoral or immoral because they do this to generate you know to drive wars and battles and because they benefit from the chaos arguing is a liberal sport and business model they turned it into a, an empire so to speak I want to start by saying that America might not be the greatest at everything, but it really isn't the worst at anything, even though some people are trying to make it the worst. Because there might be like a dozen other developed countries that are pretty cool, where one might enjoy a lifestyle reminiscent of America's, uh, but why are millions choosing America, this country, uh, each and every year? Every year, upwards of about 2 million people are risking their lives to enter illegally or leave their homelands, not knowing if they can enter legally once they arrive here. Uh, we know this because there's between 3,500 and 4,000 coming in every day, and they estimate that there's at least that same number sneaking in between checkpoints with somebody there to pick them up. So there's millions, millions coming in. Uh, but there's something about the American experience that's unique. Uh, people are willing to trade other great positives from uh, those other exceptional countries to get a taste of that American experience. Maybe it's that whole, we still have that Wild West kind of atmosphere. I don't know. Is the attraction in the numbers? Let's just set up a little comparison. Let's say you can go to Ireland from whatever third world country or str currently struggling country I don't want to say all the other countries are garbage because they're not. But you can go to Ireland and say uh, you're 99.9% .9 likely that you can attain some kind of middle class status in five years and perhaps an upper middle class status in 10 years or fewer. Whereas in America, you only have a 90% chance of being in the middle class in 10 years uh, and 80% chance of be, be joining the upper middle class in 15 years but there's that 1% chance you'll be a billionaire in 10 years. Is it something like that where you people judge 
engage themselves and take their own little inventory of their capabilities and what they're willing to try to do, their effort, and they want to go for that. They're shooting for that 1% chance. It, I mean, I don't know. There's probably some decent data out there, some studies. Um, but when I, when I talk about the arguing portion of this, and that's really what this is, we're not really having any conversations. There's nothing but arguments. Uh, that's been pretty clear over the last decade or so. And it's gotten, it accelerated quickly. It got, it got wobbly quickly. Liberals argue about the U.S., our country, based on two seriously flawed observations. And I think maybe I'd like to share this in using a um, decision tree or like a flow-charted conversation of what it would sound like. The liberal would say, uh, this is a conversation between a liberal and a human being. And yeah, that's kind of a dick, but um, just to say it's a liberal and any other type of individual, independent, libertarian, conservative. Um, so a liberal would say, America isn't great. Whereas the other person would say, really? We have tons of data that show that we've done really well at helping others out of poverty, even abroad. And the liberal would say, well, numbers are racist. White privilege keeps others down. So the other person would probably respond something like, really? Asians and black immigrants, like from Africa even, do better than whites according to every metric that matters. And the liberal would say, well, there are more blacks in prison and in poverty than there should be. The other person would say, well, you know, that's true on one front. They are overrepresented, uh, you know, in, in prison and perhaps in poverty. But every study has shown that racism isn't the reason why those numbers are so disparate like that. And in fact, recent polls would show that most Americans are mistaken about data and facts behind uh, incarceration, uh, police-involved shootings, and things like that of unarmed uh, minorities. Uh, and it's because of years of dishonest reporting uh, that have us thinking uh, by using emotion rather than thinking, or using guilt uh, and the lies to, uh, to base our understandings on. So a liberal will probably come back with something like, well, let's just rebuild America to give everyone a chance by making everyone equal, and then it'll be really fair. So the response from the rest of the crowd would be, no, that wouldn't be fair. Not everyone works equally as hard. Marxists are trying to guarantee income for people who are unwilling to work. Uh, we've seen that, and uh, they tried to deny it, but... That was part of AOC's little manifesto. If you take more away from people who work really hard and really smart, they'll decide it's in their best interest to move to another country where they aren't being punished for understanding the rules of the game. We all sit and look and see the rules of the game. We see our opportunities, and we, we go for it. We try. You know, it's it's a risk. We The, the more risk you take, perhaps the better your uh, reward will be. Some people are in the right place at the right time. Hey, good for them. But most people get to where they are by looking at the environment, seeing their opportunity, seeing their opening, and, and going for it. So if these people move away, um, they're, they're being punished, so they're going to move away. So in their minds, the mo for the most part, their success will be taken away. Portions, a greater and greater portion of their success will be taken away to give to the rule breakers. And yeah, the rule breakers, okay? People make bad choices. 
uh, and sometimes, some instances, it's hundreds of really small choices, bad choices, that have harmed society. Uh, and it's those bad choices that make their own success harder to attain. And what, how do we know this isn't like the racist part portion, the uh, underlying issue? Because minority kids make it out of poverty all the time. There's just far too many success stories for it to be blanket racism or uh, white privilege or white supremacy or whatever. So the liberal might come back after that exchange and say, well, the wealthy in America got that way by slavery or from stealing from others. And that's kind of where we are right now. And um, it's pretty clear that the number of modern-day Americans with ties to slavery is almost incalculably too small. At what point, at which, at which point the liberal will probably come back with something like, well, you're just a racist, and that's it. End of conversation. Which brings us more or less to the main course. Uh, I really think it, it should be obvious that everyone in this country, in America, and in fact, probably most people in all developed countries, have access to something that provides benefit. Uh, sometimes it's just a, a refusal or inability to, to look it up, to figure it out. Um, we have programs for just about everything. Democrats have always had enough representation uh, at any point in history to, to tweak existing programs or to create new ones that actually deliver results. Affirmative action, affirmative action failed. There's just way too much out there on that. There's quantifying how it it was a horrible waste and allocation of resources. Never achieved the goal uh, in the first place. Diversity programs failed too. What they actually are are segregation programs, kind of setting up no-go zones for, um, for whites or for males or whatever. They're actually segregation programs, but they want to call them diversity programs so people don't uh, have a fit. The liberal plan is actually to fast-track people into the C-suite. And business people, you know what I'm talking about. Um, they're trying to put people in places that are that being over their skis, but they have coaching. Um, if they place enough people in those unqualified, unqualified people in those positions, uh, and they fill up enough of those seats, the results are clearly going to be catastrophic. Okay, Because we have, um, right now, huge organizations... Uh, Ford Foundation, uh, the big banks, Chase, City, uh, Bank of America, they're, they're granting funds to build billions, billions of funds without any promise that those resources will be used in a way that improves society through those recipients. There's no, there's no tracking. Um, things like this have happened in the past, and the government actually sanctioned them. They used the DOJ uh, and the, was the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau or board, I forget, the CFPB, to shake down big businesses and then have them, instead of paying the government the fines, they gave them to uh, liberal organizations, all liberal organizations. And the money goes untracked. And what they do with the money, who knows? So imagine the pandemonium if donors uh, gave these kinds of, these sizable gifts to well-defined household name conservative groups. And again, the idea of what liberals or the left really thinks about political donations or movements, go look up Operation Polar Pen and Wikipedia. You'd have to see there's so much more to it. Even that is so skewed. But 
you get an idea. Read through it and get an idea how liberals think any kind of donation to a Republican is repulsive, period. End of story. Um, they think that only their causes should be allowed to accept donations, and they look to take away the power of others to donate. Um, here's a tactic, and it's, it's kind of sad because the, the first time I ever really saw this was in Afghanistan in 2006. Working on a base, Americans, the DOD, could have really reduced the risk to the operation and to the service members to the absolute lowest level by not hiring any outside local nationals or employing them on the base. But that was part of the point. That was part of the point of having some of them on the base working in the kitchen, cleaning, cooking, uh, doing laundry services to kind of integrate. And if it's not a forced thing, the thought is winning the hearts and minds was done by letting them see the similarities and giving them an idea what a life in America would be like and what Americans really stand for. You know, they, they can kind of just watch us and learn and, and make up their own minds whether they liked what we represent, what we do or not. Um, one day, we had uh, a car full of these local nationals that was ambushed because they'd been warned to stop dealing with the Americans, stop working for the Americans, stop helping the infidels. Well, they gunned down the vehicle, and uh, they killed everybody in it. Uh, and the um, first sergeant who uh, took care of these guys was destroyed by this. We see something as close to that in America as we could possibly get without it being that violent. It's as close as it could get. And the media will downplay how close it is to it. You have protests, riots that are really, really close. And the, whole, the goal is the same. Don't work with the enemy. Remember the lists? The lists of American names they're trying to put, put together? Anybody who voted for, supported volunteered for Donald Trump. It's the same thing. Divide and conquer. It's horrible. And it's, it's, it's kind of frightening. But I see it for what it is. You're welcome to do the same. It's the same tactic. It's just not quite as advanced yet. And we have a system in place that's supposed to keep it from getting to where it got in Afghanistan in 2006. Um, so that's their, that's, that's their plan there. And if they get enough people into those high high positions, they will be able to, the tail will wag the dog in our country. Because here's the fact. America wouldn't be where it is uh, if, if people didn't have opportunity, right? It's just, we wouldn't be where we are. They wouldn't, we wouldn't have a country to be fighting over like this. There are far too many people with rags to riches story from every demographic for the liberal take on this country to be true. So what are they really fighting about, right? They want to equal they want to they want programs to equalize outcome without any merit. Right? Uh, what would the next step be when most programs are in place and they're starting to be abused and they're not getting the types of results that they promised? And every program gets abused, right? And uh, there's a hint Typical Americans aren't really in a position to abuse it, just certain ones, the ones who are helping them now. So under all this is the truth. 
it would be easier for these liberals to just leave America and try out their ideas somewhere else, right? It'd be quicker and easier. They can get what they want really quick. But what they're really doing is they're tapping into the greatness that they deny exists. They aim to misappropriate that extra little bit of effort most Americans exert, that, that we offer freely sometimes to employers or organizations, to causes. And the other truth is that America will look like on paper and on Main Street like we just went through a war if they get what they want. Austerity programs, rationing, who knows what else. Segregated this, uh, censorship, um, who knows what else happened in the streets. So will our country have to rebuild the country after this? <laughs> yes. Um, here's an example of that. Here's an example of how they will go through whatever hoops it takes, flaming hoops to get what they want. In Illinois last year, on the ballot, November, they put the fair tax proposal. Uh, and it gave Illinoisans, 96 or 97% of them, the opportunity to just check that box, yes, I'm for it, to reduce their own tax burdens by, by placing those burdens on the richest 3%. They voted it down. Illinoisans voted it down. Uh, the Democrats in Illinois are going to do an end run on that. They're going to get those funds come hell or high water. Just They're just going to use it another way, so it's not going to be as it was advertised, right? Another example of this is the um, repeated failures of ballot measures to legalize gay marriage back in California. Remember how many times they tried? What was it, three times, I believe? It failed three times. So what they did was that end run. They stepped over into another branch of government and said, uh, just make it the law of the land, now, that's fine. That's all well and good. At, at this point in time, it's really not about were you for it or against it. It's a matter of they couldn't do it three times, had somebody else do it, and they still want to convince you that it's the will of the people. You know, the whole representative republic, democracy, banana republic kind of thing. Don't let them tell you that it's both the will of the people and, and all of that. Because it's, uh, it's not. It couldn't be. It would have passed once. The fair tax, same thing. They're going to get what they want one way or another. Okay? Imagine um, if abortion, banning abortion, completely went on, on a ballot three or four times and failed every time. Then a miraculous savior comes in, swoops in, and settles it for the entire country. Hey, abortion, psh, we don't do that anymore. I think liberals would soil themselves like it's a liberal city sidewalk, right? So the big question is, after, after this next round of change, this sweeping change happens, um, what are these anarcho-communists going to do with the stolen funds? Peace out.